service your existing car with us right now and it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Leanne Crichton. Listen live weeknights from 5. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go! Yep, that'll be tomorrow night. It's Paul Cooney here tonight. Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson and Leanne Crichton. And on the show this evening, Klopp, Postacoglu, Sunus, Van Bronckhurst and the aforementioned Crichton and Ferguson. Barry, what a weekend. Both the big two got wins. And that's from a point of view of the Champions League is exactly what they would have wanted. What about Rangers, first of all, Saturday lunchtime? Yeah, fantastic performance. Um, really positive. They were aggressive. They were on the front foot. Um, what I, I fully expected because you're, you're going to a place out with Celtic Park probably Tynecastle is the hardest place to um, go away and get the three points and I thought Rangers thoroughly deserved it there were some top performances Sholak getting two goals again um, he's shown his worth um, good to see Matondo getting game time for 70 odd minutes Ben Davies coming in and playing because there's been a lot of question marks um, over him albeit it was only 45 minutes um, and then Morelos coming on and getting his goal and Ryan Kent who I've said for a, a long time I'm, I'm, I'm wanting more from him um, there's definitely a quality player in there I just need to see more assists and more goals so overall a real positive performance by Rangers and surely they've got to take some confidence come down to a difficult place like Anfield Leanne what a week this is inevitably we're looking at Rangers and Celtic Rangers mainly in the first part tonight because they're only just over 24 hours away from Anfield you just look at Sky there you see Jurgen Klopp we'll hear from him shortly we're going to hear from Graham Souness um, and for Celtic as well uh, the win that they wanted on Saturday but maybe not the scoreline it didn't reflect uh, actually what happened on the pitch No it looks like it was a tighter game um, I, I thought Motherwell gave a really good account of themselves though um, well organised tried to limit the threat of Celtic nullified the threat early on to a point I think Celtic when they get a, a grip of these games and, and they normally score early on at times they can run away with it especially at Celtic Park but that wasn't to be they get a bit of a stroke of luck you, you could say to get back in the game but Celtic you know they did what they had to do and, and get the three points and certainly Losing their captain, Callum McGregor, it makes it tough as well and they'll be without him, certainly for their next domestic league match. But as you say, a huge week with um, European football. And Barry for Celtic, injuries are a problem at the moment, especially at the back. We're going to hear from Ange Postacoglu so- shortly, but they're missing Carter Vickers and maybe Starfield as well. He's definitely out. Yeah, but in terms of Carter Vickers, he, he's the one who holds that defence together. He's somebody who's really impressed me and um, they'll be desperate to get him back. I don't know whether he's going to be back for the Leipzig game, um, but he's such an important player um, and I'm sure Postacoglu will be desperate to get him back in the team. They're missing him, aren't they, Carter Vickers? They are because, uh, you know, not to you know, disregard the players that have come in, but I think what Celtic have had for the time that they've, they've been with Cameron Carter Vickers is it gives you consistency, it gives you continuity and I think if you it points in a team where you don't need to change your goalkeeper and you don't need to change your two centre-backs, then probably the spine of the team and, and 
the sense of one centre mid and one striker, those all affect the rest of the team. I think otherwise, with that, you can work around it. But as Barry says, you know, he's been so impressive since he arrived. Um, probably an, un, an unsung hero last season, probably didn't get the, the respect and the accolades that he deserved because very consistent. Don't think he barely missed a minute since he arrived. And he, he, it's been a notable absence just now. And I think that tells you how good the player is when, when you can notice that he's missing. Massive week, Leanne, isn't it? How much are you looking forward to these games? It's brilliant, yeah. absolutely brilliant. I think the Champions League football is excellent yeah. anyway and we've normally got an excitement and a buzz but when Scottish teams are involved in it, it just adds to that. Um, Liverpool's a side as well that I, I followed as a kid um, and really enjoyed that. So to, to look at that game against um, Rangers, a doubleheader and Celtic to then go in these two games that they kind of fancy themselves, don't they? This is probably the games that could really um, make or break their group so it's an exciting time Barry this time tomorrow night we'll be in the Radisson Red looking forward to watching the game with some of the listeners some of the Rangers fans will be there and Anfield I mean what can you tell us you've played there obviously a number of times what's it going to be like well let's not kid ourselves on it's no matter how poorly Liverpool have started the season off it's going to be difficult it's going to be a big ask for Rangers but as I said that they've got to take confidence out of that performance um, they, they showed it at Tynecastle look they're for me, they've still got a quality manager. They've got quality players throughout their team. World-class players in my eyes. Um, so it's going to be a, a tough night for Rangers. But what I want to see them is the last time they went away from home in the Champions League at Ajax, they never laid a glove on them. So I fully expect them to get close and, and make it a tough night for Liverpool. And if you can keep it at 0-0, the longer the night goes on, the Anfield crowd could um, get on the, the Liverpool players backs then you, you never know but listen it is going to be a tough one for Rangers well here's something we don't get often here's Jurgen Klopp speaking about Rangers good football team well coached ex ex exceptional European season last year obviously uh, qualifying for the Champions League big 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 achievement um, and saw obviously the last game against Hearts um, so just uh, so more games but uh, now especially the last one and really good football team and um, that's what we have to prepare for and the team who have had, res have had results now they um, didn't want so that's what they uh, want to wanna change definitely so we expect a, a, a proper fight a real fight to be honest and that's um, what we prepare for Score Predictor on the Go Radio Football Show with Clyde Belt Home Improvements. Specialists yep. in all aspects of UPVC windows and doors. The countdown is on until tomorrow night, but before that, Barry, you weren't here Friday. Leanne, you were in on Thursday. Well, we've got a winner for the first time in the Score Predictor, Kevin from Easter House. Hi, Kevin. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Probably not as good as you because you've just got the news. You're walking away with £1,300, £100 for coming on on Friday. And twelve hundred for getting them all right. How are you feeling? Oh man, good right timing, I know. Good timing, yeah. What are you going to do with it? Well, we've got plans to put money by, so that's one thing and pay some bills. So sure, I'm looking forward to that. I think we're all conscious of it. Absolutely, everyone is. Isn't it great news, Barry? Uh, I wonder what you would have said on Friday evening. Well, he went for Rangers to win. Kevin's a, a Rangers fan from Easter House. Uh, he went for How Celtic. Yep. Oh, how you doing? Yeah. How you doing, Kevin? He's just counting up your money there for you, <laughs> Kevin. I'm just make, I'm just make sure. <laughs> do, do you know what? When we started doing this at the start of the season, yep. I'm thinking it looks easier than it actually yeah. is. Um, and uh, as, as the weeks went on, sure. we were trying, and I think my best weekend was four out of four out of six. So for somebody to win thirteen hundred pound, you're right, Paul. It's difficult times for people. People are struggling to pay pay bills. So brilliant that Kevin's won the thirteen hundred pound. 
Did you have a two million pound bet as well? Yeah, I put the one volume hold, just a wee pound roughly score and see what it comes up and there's a lot of me two million pound on it. Oh, oh wow. But you didn't I take it. it and I went, wow. Yeah. Right, Kevin, say hello to Leanne as well. <laughs> Leanne wants to get to know you. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute, £2 million? That's, that's wow. £1,300 would sound good. That's <laughs> it. I don't know what's just happened to this conversation. <laughs> Leanne, he went Celtic against Motherwell. He went for Aberdeen against Kilmarnock. Uh, he went for St. Johnson at Dundee United. He went for Hibs at Ross County. I don't think anyone else went for that. And he went for St. Mirren against Livingston. That late, late goal, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. So... £1,300. So what were you doing Saturday afternoon then? Somersaults. That's what he was doing on Saturday afternoon. <laughs> yeah. I was watching the game, but... Fantastic. So that's absolutely brilliant with our friends at Clyde Built Home Improvements. That'll improve uh, your life. Kevin, what about it then? Because you're a big Rangers fan. So you'd be happy, obviously, with the lunchtime kickoff. What did you see? They were so much better. What do you think changed oh. on Saturday? There's just a, a bigger going forward as well, and there's been there's had a big difference compared to the last few games. Again, it's getting better, so I hope they keep up this Tuesday. Here's what your manager said about it: Win four 0 away against Hearts. You know, it's a big win for us. You know, we started well. You know, the last block for the World Cup. We always know it's going to be a, a difficult place to go. But I think we started really well, and uh, you know, always the first goal is very important. You know, in the last. Meetings here, we always did it. Today as well. It was good. Second goal, you know, also great goal we, we made. I think before that already, some good transition moments, which I think we should have scored one or two. Uh, and then in the end, you know, we didn't have the right pass or a little bit too much speed. But And of course, with the sending off, you know, uh, you're playing with 11. So yeah, it's more difficult for them to press us. And then after that, we control the game and, and managed to score two more goals. And Kevin Morella's back on and scored. And what what would you say about Cholak? Two goals. Oh, I think the guy's getting better and better every game goes on. More confidence on him. Liam, what do you make of Cholak? Because everyone went on about Morella's for ages, but what's that? Six goals in four league games. Yeah, or is it more than that? Is he up to eight yeah, now? I think eight. He, that's eight. He's in double figures for the season. Yeah, he's yeah. Eight, eight for the league. Yeah, I think he's yep. six at the start of the, the game on yep. Saturday. Brilliant, he's getting he's getting better and better, as Kevin says. I think it took him a bit to get up to speed just in terms of the way Rangers play, but he was still getting the odd goal here and there, whereas I think now there's a confidence about him, but it helps when Rangers get the ball forward a lot quicker. I thought there was more about them and Saturday, the way they moved the ball, I thought they were more direct. Uh, I thought they were quicker. I thought the range of passing was excellent. I thought the two wide players held the width and actually, you know, the ball that Ryan Kent puts in, that's what Ryan Kent should be doing week in, week out in a Rangers jersey. Um, offering up assists and contributing with goals here and there wherever he can um, so I thought that was the difference I thought the range of passing from Davies at centre back I think that was for the second goal which is a central striker for Cholak it then offers him the ability to go and occupy the two central defenders or three central defenders and get himself in the box and I think he looks like a striker provide the service and he'll get you goals it's very very simple Barry yeah well if you, you watch Hearts they, they defend really narrow and that's where you can hit them down the down the channels. And as Leanne just says there, Matondo and Kent hugged the touchline. And it was a range of passing. It was diags at diagonal balls that really killed Hearts. And and that's a clear game plan that, that Gilles obviously watched Hearts. They've obviously worked on it in training. And um it's just good to see players who have come under a wee bit of criticism. I always like players coming on. Like Matondo's not really done anything. I thought he showed that he's got the qualities. 
done really well for Sholak's um, goal. Great bit of movement for him. But he's a he's a penalty box striker. He knows where the back of the net is, Sholak. Um, and Morelos now knows that he's, he's in a fight. Um, for me, Morelos is still the best striker at the club, but at this moment in time, Cholak's got the, the jersey, certainly in domestic games, he's got it. I don't know whether he might change it for the game down at Anfield tomorrow night, but um, no, Cholak's been a, for 1.8 million, 11 goals. Um, you're just getting into the start of October. It's a brilliant return from him. I thought what helped on Saturday as well was Arfield's movement. I think he joined the attack more often than not and almost became like a second striker which then allows Cholak to be instinctive and actually get into the right areas because Arfield then becomes a threat as well. I thought his movement and that's what he offers. That's why at times I'm surprised that Scott Arfield doesn't play more yeah, yeah. Uh, than he does. I, I agree with you, Lan. He would be in my starting eleven. Mm-hmm. Now, now, he's a dying breed, Scott Arfield. Sometimes yeah. he doesn't get involved in the middle of the pitch, but who cares? He goes and makes the runs off the centre back and any defender or any holding midfielder to tell you, you hate playing against midfielders like that. And for me, Scott Arfield is a a top midfielder um, and you can see the reason why he's been put back in the Rangers team because he's so important at this moment in time will he play tomorrow night he's got to play yeah, got, got to play he's got to yeah. play he's, he's such yeah. not just the experience he's got he's a clever football player as well and as I said he's one of the midfielders who makes runs into the box and is difficult to pick up for, so for me I agree with Leanne he's got to be playing if he's fit mm-hmm. Scott Arfield's got to be in the starting 11. Kevin, we're going to ask you what you think for tomorrow night. Let's hear the manager, though, speak about Ben Davies, who came off at half time. Yeah, it was okay. He was on the yellow uh, as well. And now, of course, you know, with all the balls in, in, in our back line, as you saw the second half, we decided to put in uh, James and uh, make sure we, uh, we were uh, staying with 11 this time. Well, here's Jurgen Klopp speaking about his former player. I know he didn't play for the first team, but what does he think of Ben Davies? He's a really good footballer. He was here, he was um, good build-up, um, good defender, all these kind of things. In our situation, it didn't work out here, but it doesn't make him a bad player, not at all. He's especially a really good boy. So I think that's what Rangers wanted and that's what Rangers got. When you're injured, it's not helpful, obviously. And I think um, they were looking for a left-footed centre-half there, and they got it. He can play different systems, which is important. Rangers... Played a decent Champions League, one and a half games, round about, with five in the back. Um, usually they don't, but Ben can play both, played both um, um, formations. So makes him really, a really valuable player for each squad and especially for Rangers. I think I think they are happy, but obviously they're not happy when you got injured. So how can you be happy then? Has Jurgen Klopp got the lowest, deepest voice in football yeah. in Britain? I think he likes <laughs> a cigarette, but with the sounds, yeah. Perhaps. Um, Kevin, what do you think tomorrow night? Oh, I think it's going to be like two each. You know, I would like to see Rangers one, but well, listen, you're the man that got it right. You got six out of six, Leanne. What do you think for my tomorrow night? My advice to you, Kevin: make sure you check the bookies in tomorrow. Okay, <laughs> don't be coming back on and telling us another two million pound bet that was gone. Um, a draw would probably be a brilliant result. I think just now, if you were a Rangers fan travelling down to the game or a Rangers player, we know that nobody plays for a draw. Um, but what an incredible result that would be. And if it was a score draw, you know, it's shaping up to be a brilliant game. That sounds yeah. like a great prediction. Uh, and I'm sure Rangers would enjoy that as well. But what a tough place it's going to be to go. But Barry mentioned at yeah. the top of the show, if there's ever a time to go and play yeah. Liverpool, for me, I said that last week, they're probably as inconsistent as they've been and it's probably the worst run that, that Jurgen Klopp has really had as a Liverpool manager for a number of years now. Uh, they haven't started the season well. They're leaking goals. Yes, they're scoring, but there's always an incentive there, I think, when you know you can go and get an opportunity against the opposition. Barry, they'll have been watching the Brighton game, playing it back to the players. Is that how they would do it? Take bits from the game or 
Yeah, they'll, they'll watch the, the weekend's game, similar to what Liverpool with the watch Rangers at, at Tynecastle. Um, but listen, the, the most important thing for me is Rangers need to make sure that Liverpool know they're in a game. Don't give them too much respect and stand off them because you, you just look at the kind of players they've got, like Thiago in the midfield, Jordan Henderson, Salah, you can go on and on and on. Um, they're, they're, they're top quality players and if you give top quality players any too much space they're, go, they're going to hurt you um, so I, I could see Gio maybe changing the formation tomorrow night maybe doing what he done against Ajax in the second half going to a back five right. um, maybe um, surprising Liverpool that way but I just hope they make a game, game of it and um, surely they've got to take a bit of confidence for the performance because that's a tough place to go to in Castle yep. and Klopp said that people are aware of it but to go from Tynecastle, then going to Anfield it's such a step up in class. Albeit, Leanne, I know what you're saying, they're definitely not the Liverpool they were last season. No, they're not. I, I do think Rangers will have taken a lot of confidence though from the, the weekend's performance. I thought last week Andy Walker thought that Hearts could go and win the game. Mm. You know, I say that I wouldn't be surprised if it was a draw as well because it is a tough place to go and Rangers hadn't hit the heights this season yet. They hadn't been overly convincing but I thought they played really well in certain key players like Ryan Kent, for example, who in European matches last season put in a real shift out of possession. Um, you're going to need that across the pitch tomorrow night. You're going to need every single player. Barry might be right in terms of the form change but I, I do believe that Rangers will go there tomorrow night and give a really good account of themselves because it's you know Battle of Britain whatever you want yeah. to call it but what a brilliant game um, and every player I'm sure will leave everything on the pitch Barry what do you think it's like in the Battle of Britain did you play in a Battle of Britain when you no, were at Rangers you no, didn't I was away did you know when, that's right when they yeah, drew Manchester United yeah. in the, the Champions League so I've, I've never experienced that but I can imagine it's, um, it's brilliant that's what you want to be involved you want to go to places like Anfield that's proper stadium yeah. you're coming up against a proper manager you're playing against top world class mm. players in my eyes and that's what you want to go and pit your wits against these guys and I'm sure Rangers will go down and, and try and come up with a game plan and the, the biggest thing is go and try and frustrate them and make it tough as possible and if, if um, what Kevin just says if they come away with a two-each draw I'd snap your hand off right now for that well he's the man that got the score predictor right Kevin <laughs> respect thanks very much Kevin enjoy right. the game Cheers, thank you. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! It's all happening in here this evening because it's Champions League week, Wednesday night. We're on the air. In fact, in the afternoon, really, we're on four until six. Then it's RB Leipzig against Celtic. Tomorrow evening, we'll be at the Radisson Red as well, previewing Rangers at Anfield. It's, it's a late one tomorrow. It is, that's right. We'll I'm do, we'll do the podcast. At, at, at I know, I know. And then he goes home. Yeah. <laughs> We've got to do the podcast the after yeah, the game. Exactly. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Past I'll be oh, fine. Wow. Yeah. Oh, exactly. You need to ask to stay out of it later. No, I like being in my bed at 10. <laughs> it's going to be some week. Rangers winning 4 0 at heart. Celtic 2 1 at home to Motherwell. Aberdeen 4 1 against Kilmarnock. Dundee United, they lost out, still looking for the first win. St Johnson winning 2 1 at Tannadice. Hibs taking the points, another win, three in the bounce. Hibs winning 2 0 at Ross County. And St Mirren 2 1 against Livingston. Quite a weekend. Um, let's look at some of the big decisions then. We'll turn to Gar. You've not been on Gar yet, have I've you? Not, I've well, not. welcome to Gar. Okay, uh, which I will. This is where you get dogs abuse. G A R, the Go Assisted Referee on the Go Radio Football Show with JoeJunk.co.uk. The right decision when it comes to same day rubbish removal. 
Yep, it's not VAR, it's GAR here in Go Radio, and we've got Leanne Crichton, 72 caps for Scotland, uh, winning at the weekend for Motherwell against Dundee United 2 1. Yep, that's you were uh, touchline. And Barry Ferguson, the former Scotland, Rangers, Blackburn Rovers, Birmingham City, and others as well. Leanne's also got in her. You get quite a few Celtic at a time when you were very young, yeah? Yep, very young, yep, 19. And also Glasgow City. So you have been at a number of clubs, great success. A few more, she was down in England. Yeah, keep going. Not as County. Yeah, not as County, yeah. Hibs as well. Of course. Yep. Yep. And currently Motherwell, as you said. Excellent. We've a few green tops in yep. that time, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> what, what was your favourite quality street? Did you hear it in the news earlier on which ones? Barry, what about you? Yep. I liked the long caramel one. Okay. Yeah, yep. yeah. Oh, yeah, that was magnificent. Is that a gold wrapper? Yep, that's the one. Is that the one? And the gold wrapper, okay. yep. And yep. I used to. I don't like chewing. See, even whatever sweet I eat. I like shooting it. Right, okay. Mm. Yeah. Just need to watch your teeth as well, the caramel oh, ones. Alice, yeah, I know. Good I teeth. Know. Um, it would be gold, wouldn't it? Rapper for him. <laughs> what about you, Leanne? What do you fancy? <laughs> what, what's your favourite sport? This is a guy who just bought a new phone oh, before. Oh, oh, right, X5 see, steady, M-Sport. steady, steady. <laughs> <laughs> and he needs, he needs a set of ladders to get up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cheap, but maybe true. Right, Leanne. What's your favourite one? Uh, I think was it the cho- the triangle one we spoke about earlier? It was like a truffle one. Yeah, yep. lovely. Yeah, not not so worried about the tune or that as Barry over there. What about the gar then? The Go Radio assisted referee at the weekend. There were a few things. Yeah, there's a few, Paul. Let's yeah, go to the Celtic to game discuss. first of all. Okay, let's go to. Can, can the I Callum. just say? Yeah. you're on VAR every weekend, aren't you? Mm. Yeah. So she's Both there, weekends. and she was on it on Saturday. Right, the Callum McGregor calling it wrong off. every weekend. <laughs> Callum McGregor ordered off towards the end. Was it? Uh, should yeah, it have it's, gone a send, off? it's a sending off. I don't think Welsh is in a position he can get back into. When you watch Hatati play the misplaced pass back, Callum McGregor, for me, he's got to do it. He, he took one for the team there. I would have, if I was in Callum's position, I would have done the exact same. But it's, for me, it's a 100% a red card. I don't think Welsh is getting back in um, in time to to help his teammate out and at that stage if you think about it Celtic were 2-1 up they were struggling to get that killer goal 3-1 and I think Callum's done what I would do I'm sure Leanne would do and the vast majority of footballers would do and you've got to take it and it's a sore one you're going to be missing now how many games a couple of games Mm -hmm. that'll be a sore one for Celtic but for me it's a sending off but Callum's done the right thing for me and he's took one for the team Leanne what do you think what does the rule book tell us he's denied a goal scoring opportunity Straight up, that's what it is. Joe Hart's positioning, uh, he was never recovering. I think is it Louis Moult that he, he brings down, wasn't yeah. it? Was it Moult? I think it was Moult. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. He, he can shoot straight off, so there's no way that Welsh is managing to recover. So in the laws of the game, he's denied a goal-scoring opportunity. Um, he's seen as the last defender, and it's a red card. It's a tough one, but as Barry says, it's it's quick thinking. You know, People won't like to hear that, and not that you would want to encourage it, but as a player... You could hope that you could try and recover, but actually Callum McGregor knows exactly where he is and knows that he's not in a position to affect the game other than bring the player down. And he was applauded by 58,000 of the 60,000 there. They knew what he'd done. The manager was asked about the red card. To be fair, I thought we had a covering player, so um, I'd like to see it again, but before he's made the decision, and I guess um, we've got to cop it. And that's what many Celtic fans would say, Leanne, there was a covering player. Um... There was a, a covering player, and if Joe Hart is central and in his goal... Uh, then possibly Welsh could have got back in but at the point the ball breaks Motherwell are in a position to shoot and Joe Hart for me I don't think if it's on target would have been able to stop it 
So I thought it was the right decision and I'm sure that when Ange Postacoglu and Callum McGregor look at it back, I don't think they'll have too much to complain about. Should Celtic have had a penalty though when they were 2-1 up and the ball was struck by Abada and it came off the, the hand, the arm um, of Lamy. a little defender? Yeah, yeah which was a, a tough one as well, really close. Actually, when I looked at it on Saturday, it was hard to see the angle that I had. I've just looked at it um, again just before we, we came on there, Paul, and... Again, the laws of the game would state that his hand is probably in an unnatural position. We would disagree as current and former footballers because we know what's natural and what's unnatural when the body changes or when you rotate to um, you know, react to the ball. Naturally, your hand is going to come out, but it hits below the T-shirt line um, and, and his hand is deemed to be in an unnatural position. So um, I think if we had VAR in Scottish football that that would have been looked at and quite possibly we would have seen a penalty given. So you would have given a penalty if you were if you were in VAR? I'd be furious if it was given if it was me. Yeah. The same way. Sure. It was, there was a very but similar one at the World Cup. i change that yeah. rule, Leanne. I think she sums it up perfectly. It is by the rules of the game as a penalty, but I think in my eyes, and I think current and ex-professionals would say it's never a penalty. It's a, it would have been a penalty. I'm yeah, almost certain. I think it would have been a penalty. So Celtic should have had a penalty there. It wasn't in the BBC highlights. I know you're not the editor, so... Was it not? Saying, I, I didn't catch not. it that night. Yeah, there's quite a bit of criticism there saying, oh, it's not in the highlights. So... You're surprised it's not in the highlights. Yeah, but... I cannot... And I can only yeah. assume that perhaps it was even maybe down to the angle of that as well, that maybe. they maybe didn't feel they had anything clear-cut because, as I say, the rerun that I had on Saturday, it was very difficult to see at the time. Um, I think the camera was just slightly behind the goal, but the angle that I've just seen it there to me, it looks certainly like a handball. But the way I, I'm, I'm looking at Ricky Lamy, that's the only way he's hand... That's Unless you pull it behind your back, which, again, I, I, drives I me like mad thought. to see defenders doing that. See, when wide players are going out and the full-backs going out to close mm-hmm. them, a full-back or a wide player or a centre back I'm, I'm I'm disliking this going out with your hands behind your back I don't I don't like it I think that's unnatural mm-hmm. um, but by the, the laws of the game if it's far it, yeah. in place it is a penalty but again if you ask current professionals and ex-professionals I, I don't think it is a penalty the referee John Beaton thought it wasn't there's quite a bit on social media John um, getting it as again. you can imagine here's Ange Postacoglu on the game there's another gar for you I want to throw two more at you in a second here's Ange Postacoglu Celtic winning 2-1 performance wasn't too bad we, we certainly uh, created enough chances to win the game make it comfortable and we didn't and then a couple of self-inflicted sort of you know, wins made the game a little bit tougher than it should have been for us. So, yeah, you, you leave with a tight win, but probably should have been a bit more comfortable. I need something to say about Rio Hatati. You've got to understand with guys like Rio that you know, they came out of university at the age of 22, so he's only been a professional footballer for a couple of years. So I saw what he did in his first year in professional football in Japan, and I knew if that's sort of his baseline... <clears throat> And knowing the kind of character he is, with improvement, he could become a very, very good player. And he's well on the way to do that. But, you know, he's still, you know, even though he's, well, he's 24 now, you know, people need to understand he's like he's, he's had probably three years of professional football. So there's a lot of upside to him. And I know he'll be a lot, lot better, but he's, he's well on the way. What about Hitati, buddy? I like him. I think he's a very good player. And it's interesting that you just hear Postacoglu saying that he's just out of university yeah. at 22. So... He's only been a professional footballer, but you can see why he's he's been signed. He has got good qualities, and he scored some real important goals. It was a a great strike. I, I was thinking when I when I first seen it, thinking can Kelly do better, but I think he's blocked with the players that are in mm-hmm. front of him. Because um, normally, I think if he's got a clear view in the ball, he's good enough goalkeeper to save it. I just think he's um, his defenders are are in the way. But in terms of Hitati, 
you can see the, the qualities that the, the guy's got and I think when everybody's fit in the, in the Celtic squad Hitati's in the Celtic strongest 11 for me Yeah, I would agree I thought it was a good strike to be fair I think Motherwell would have been really disappointed because they switch off from the corner that it comes from and the ball shifted Hitati's got time to get the touch out of his feet um, but for me it was a laser strike you know and there's bodies in front of the goalkeeper so it was always going to be tough but then that's two sides to his game in, in terms of his education you know it's the the pass that leads to Callum McGregor having to make the challenge that he does so there is room for improvement and as Ange Postacoglu says you know he's only been in the game for a couple of years so he's got a long way to go I think he's a top footballer though you can see and I think he, his energy levels his fitness the way he uses the ball and the fact that he's got that technical ability to score goals in midfield as well you don't often see it that's a bit I like about him he's a gifted football player but his he's work ethic within the team is, is brilliant phenomenal isn't it he's just come out of uni at 22 Leanne's just come out at 32 oh, yeah, right. I know. first, <laughs> first class honours degree yeah masters I know, yep. I know. did you bring a bottle for her or something ah, well, probably... we don't worry. Yeah, exactly. no, no, we all will the present's coming Listen, I'm the sure two, it is. you two need to stop yeah. coming for each other tonight this is <laughs> getting a bit awkward here I'm sat in the, mid, sat in the middle of this <laughs> going across here in a minute <laughs> <laughs> he'll do a big John but it's the Go Radio Football Show Barry Ferguson Paul Cooney Leanne Crichton I think there's just so much on this week it's brilliant it's to be involved Paul, exactly. I, mean, yeah. I thought all the games yeah. were exciting well, at the weekend yeah. Rangers going to Tencastle I thought do you know what I thought Mother will put a real fight up um, I think Mother are, are a decent team I think in time give, just give Stevie Hamill I'm sure the the board will. I think in time he'll be he'll do a real good job at Mother. I quite like Mother. Okay. I'm gonna to come to we're still in Gar at the moment. GVB. At the moment, Rangers are at Anfield. They're there, just over 24 hours away from kickoff. And we will hear from him. We've still to hear from Graham Sunis, who has been speaking about the game tomorrow, and more from Ange Postacoglu as well. Let's look at the well, the Cami Devlin uh, red card. Nobody would dispute it. Here's what GVB said about the words he had with him afterwards. Robbie was in, in, in battle with his opponent and he came from behind because I really like him as a player. I told him, you don't need these challenges. You're a far better uh, player than you uh, than he showed today. I think he's uh, one of their best players, you know, very midfielder with the dynamics. So just told him that he, is, he doesn't need these kind of challenges. Barry, what do you make of... Well, first of all, why yeah, did he get involved? It was just a moment of madness. Red missed it. I don't know why. He's he's um, a real competitor in the middle of the pitch. That, that's his game. Um, and I agree with what Gio says. I do like him. I think he's been a real good find for Hearts. Just made his debut for the national team as well. So yeah. that shows you um, the levels that he's hitting at this moment in time. And I, I think if you ask Cam himself, he'll look back at it and have serious regrets because... I know his team were 2-0 down at that time but after he got sent off there was no way or no chance they were going to get back in the game so yep, a, mo a moment of madness and a 100% a red card Leanne? Yeah, a selfish decision probably on his part his, his team are 2-0 down they needed him um, at just a moment of madness as Barry describes it um, a nasty challenge though I thought and one that, that could have actually done a fair bit of damage um, I think Matondo was lucky you know because the way his ankle rolls in the way could have been a serious injury and I think Van Bronckhorst has shown his class because even on the touchline on Saturday his reaction determines how his players react and he set a fine example because he, he, he wasn't irate in the sense that he was going after people. He, he used that moment to try and coach Cammy Devlin and, and compliment him and he, the other parts of his game. And that takes an awful lot to do because to get caught in the, in the heat of the moment as a player or a coach, you know, I find myself consumed by it at times. 
and you come away going, you know, could I could I have done better? Should I have reacted like that? And you're constantly reflecting and evaluating yourself as a person. So Cammy Devlin's not got that level of experience yet and hopefully in time it will come. But for me, it was absolutely the correct decision. It was a red card. What about the other big decision? Right on half-time, Rangers scored a third. It was chalked off. What did you think? The keeper came out, he played the ball badly. Yeah, um, a lot of debate around it, I think, um, at the weekend and, and mixed opinions. But for me, I thought Craig Gordon was lucky. I, I thought the goal should have stood... I think he's come with real intent to get the ball. I thought he misjudged it in, in the flight. And I actually think if the ball goes beyond the back post, there would have been nothing would have changed in the game. It would have played on. I think the only reason the decision was given was because the ball ended up in the back of the net and the referee perhaps thought that's a big decision at this stage of the game. And he gave the benefit of the doubt to the goalkeeper. But in hindsight, I don't think Craig Gordon was getting on the end of the, the touch again after he makes it. So debatable and I could have seen it both ways to a point and even still now if it was my goalkeeper I'd maybe be saying no listen she had every right to come for it and she was impeded or whatever but I thought it was the wrong decision I thought the goal should have stood Barry what did you think? Yeah wrong decision for me I think the goal's got to stand he misjudged it he came out um, normally Craig Gordon comes out and he he grips their balls um, and no for me totally wrong decision um, and I think if you look back on it I know Leanne says there's a, a lot of debate but there's no debate in my mind it's a misjudgment from Craig Gordon the ball lands at um, Scott Arfield he puts it in the back of the net and I think that goal should um, stand in it I'll go back to it and it was like my day and it's still on the day I think goalkeepers get too much protection it sounded like it looked watching the game live you thought well that's a rare mistake by Craig Gordon he doesn't normally but he didn't do well he kind of flapped at it and maybe that's the thing of the referee oh it's not like Craig Gordon maybe he has been dunted or whatever but if you watch it the flight there's no contact Mm -hmm. once the ball comes in to his his kind of arm his hand he misjudges it then he hits the defender by that time the ball's fell to Scott Arfield and Scott Arfield places it into the back of the net so for me it was a total wrong decision. And final question for you, Leanne, at this point. Was there anything else at the weekend, given that you were watching all the games and you hear all the, the VAR, GAR chat? Mm, was there anything else? Not the anything now that's, no. that's coming off. Um, I don't think there was. Top of my mind, yeah. no. But no. I'll, I'll have a wee think. Are you getting... Is it going to change things next season? Or later this season, actually, when it comes in? It's going, to change, it's going yeah. to change things regardless, whether it's for the better or not. I don't yeah. think it's going to solve every problem that we've got or every decision because it's very much going to be a debate. It's human error. Um, a lot of it's going to be subjective. So we need to roll with that. But you would like to think that it will get more decisions right than wrong. Um, I'm looking forward to it coming in because I'm probably sick speaking about if we had VAR. Yeah. Um, so at least the conversation will change to this is what VAR decided. Are you okay about it coming mid-season or would you still... Don't mind it. Replicate? Get it in as soon as. Yep, okay. if it's if the technology is available, um, get it into the game because we're falling behind the rest of the world in terms of European football's using it, domestic cups are using it. Um, it's holding back the referees in terms of their performance as well. The sooner we get used to it and, and we get it into the game, for me, the better. Barry? Yeah, ideally you would love it at the start of the season, but listen, it's not happening that way, so the quicker the, the better for me. It's coming in after the, the World Cup and then the league starts back up, so I, I think we need it. I think the referees need... Um, they, I think they're desperate for it to come in, so um, it'll be interesting when it does come in because I'm sure there'll still be debates about whether it's the right decision or yep. not. Um, so yeah, look, I'm, I'm more than happy for it to come in. Thank you for serving on the panel tonight, both of you. So that's Callum McGregor. Yeah, it was a red card. Um, uh, Cammy.
Devlin, absolutely. He was crazy to do it. Well handled, though, by GVB. Celtic should have had a penalty for when Ricky Lamy handled the ball. And then right at the end there, Craig Gordon made an uncharacteristic mess of it and the referee was just looking at it again. Although, of course, he can't see it on the day. That's uh, Gar for tonight. G-A-R The Go Assisted Referee on the Go Radio Football Show with joejunk.co.uk The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go, go. Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel. Quarter to six. <clears throat> this time tomorrow, we'll be coming live from the Radisson Red, previewing Liverpool against Rangers. Rangers in town. Uh, let's talk Celtic for the next few moments. A 2-1 win for Celtic. Still top of the table, two points ahead of Rangers. Uh, and on the line now, someone who may have been at the game is Jamie in Airdrie. Hi, Jamie. Yes, uh, hi, Paul. I've absolutely gave it Saturday against Motherwell. Yep. To be honest. To be honest, we should have won the game at four five one. To be quite honest with you, because we missed we missed several chances. And to be honest, everybody says Ball played well, but Ball didn't really have a shot shot on goal apart from the old goal. Where they go, you know what I mean? Well, here's your manager. I think he probably agrees with you. We can't do any more than we did in the first half. So we, you know, we had the post a couple of times and. Some really good chances, which we're usually pretty efficient at taking, and uh, yeah, you keep them in the game ring by sort of giving them a goal as well. So it was important we kept we kept our discipline. I thought we did that for the most part, but again, just a little bit careless in front of goal where we really should have been more clinical. And you know, in the end, unfortunately, um, you know, Cal gets set off, which is um, <clears throat> disappointing for him. They're just not firing up front the way they were early in the season. I just know as ruthless, they're still creating the chances. Celtic. Um, I think I'd be more worried. If I was a Celtic fan, if they weren't creating the chances, and, and what Jamie says there, yep, they, they they should have won four or five one, but they, they didn't. That's the only problem that Celtic have got at this moment in time. Three or four weeks ago, they were they were battering teams. They were scoring for fun at every chance it was created. They were they were putting in the back of the net. So um, look, the main thing for them, they still won the game on Saturday. Um, it just got a bit hairy towards the end when obviously their their main player in mice. Callum McGregor, he's now going to be missing for a, a couple of games and it'll be interesting to see how they cope without Callum McGregor because I think Callum McGregor is a, a top football player. He's became a real leader for that Celtic team so it'll be interesting to see how they handle the next couple of games without him. Leanne? Yeah, Callum McGregor, he's the heartbeat of the team. Um, but I think with regards to the chances, they did have a number of chances but let's be realistic, if you're Motherwell and you're going to Celtic Park, the only thing that you, you've got a plan to do is go make it difficult for them. You know how good Celtic are. Um, and I don't think Stevie Hamill would have been overly disappointed with his side's performance. I thought they gave him everything. I thought they were well organised. Um, I thought they denied the space. In regards to the goal that Ange Postacoglu says was given to them, which, yes, it's a poor goal to concede from a Celtic perspective, but you need to get the ball up that end of the pitch. And I think if your mother will, you identify set pieces as being your opportunity to go and capitalise, um, and they put enough pressure to get the ball back into the box from a second phase that Celtic don't deal with, and then Juranovic nonchalantly tries to chest it back to the goalkeeper, so it's madness. But if you're Motherwell, you, you, you don't care how the ball goes in the back of the net, you're at Celtic Park, a tough venue in front of a huge home support against a team that have been rampant um, domestically other than yep. the St Mirren game. Go and make it difficult, and I thought that was what Motherwell managed to do. And if Callum McGregor isn't as switched on as he is and makes the decision that he does, Motherwell very goodwill could have come away with a point. 
So it's uh, that for me is, is a good account of a Motherwell side. Jamie, how are you feeling for Wednesday in the match Champions League against Leipzig? See, see, be honest with you, Paul. I really hope they have me, Stephen Wells, Barry Longcamp, or Vickers back for Wednesday mm. because I'm not being funny, but Stephen, Stephen Wells is sad. He gets bullied far too easily for me, even the game against the Martin. When the two throw-ins come in, he's getting bullied in the back post. Bad strikers, it should be central defenders, should be bullying strikers, no, they'll never be a bit. And it's for Big Yens. I think Big Yens will get back to normal again. When Carter Vickers is here, I heard the Barry saying, when the show started, he says Carl McGregor's the most important player I agree with a certain degree, but Big Vickers isn't far behind him. Barry, he nearly agrees with you. And so <laughs> yeah, does probably. Yeah. At least Jamie nearly agrees, yeah. I'll, take, <laughs> I'll take that. But look, look I get with I yeah. think they are the, yeah. the, the two. Look, I think Carter Vickers, I say, is it, I wasn't too sure when he first came in. I thought the first six months of last season he was decent, but I thought after that, after the, the Christmas and New Year period, he impressed me big time and you just see the, the difference where, where he's been missing he's not the biggest centre back but he's a powerful guy he's a leader and he's really calm and he's he's got a bit of pace about him Carter Vickers so yep Celtic certainly um, miss Carter Vickers and I, I think Postacoglu believes it is Carter Vickers and Starfelt he's the chosen two he's, cho- he's yeah. chosen two yep right let's hear Ange Postacoglu speak about Cameron Carter Vickers and his fitness no, Carl's definitely out uh, he'll be out for a couple of weeks Cam will just wait and see you know it's a day to day proposition so um, we've got another 12 games in this sort of stretch of 40 you know, odd days so we'll only play him if he's ready because there's no point playing him and then him missing out a number of games we'll see how he goes over the weekend see if he trains Monday or Tuesday we'll make a decision Leanne all these names shortened but uh, I take from that CCV he's not quite there no, um, I think he says he was taking it day by day. Um, whether he, he would use him midweek, you know, I suppose you would want to get him up to a decent level before risking him because you don't want it being a recurring injury that then sets him back. Is it Ange Postacoglu mentioned there twelve games in forty days? It's an awful lot of football, so you wouldn't risk it. Um, but then when you look at that as well, it's like even if you get Cameron Carter Vickers back, I'm speaking about the spine of the team domestically anyway. You might get him back and then you go and lose Callum McGregor from the middle of the pitch, who I think is the heartbeat of the team. So it, it just seems just now Celtic can't quite seem to get probably their best 11 together um, and they've been without a few. Let's hear from the manager, Jamie, here. He is speaking about the importance of getting that win after the defeat against St Mirren just before the break. Yeah, no, I don't like sort of just getting over the line. I still like us to play well. Um, it was important we won, that's for sure, because I think, you know, coming off a defeat, <coughs> you certainly don't want to sort of fall into that sort of rut. But um, it just it's just an afternoon we could have made a lot more comfortable for ourselves. Yep. Um, Barry, looking at the table, Celtic on 21 points after eight games, Rangers on 19, and then St Mirren on 15. And we will speak about St Mirren. What a... Uh, third top of the table it's tight at the top and for Celtic do you think that Celtic and Rangers now well are Rangers now back on it because on Friday night as you know we two callers Rangers fans saying yeah, I'm finding that win, as well there's quite a lot of Rangers fans that are not happy yeah the manager which yeah, I'm a bit surprised at look I, I know they had a tough period obviously we're getting beat heavily off Celtic poor performance heavily off Ajax Napoli as well was a, a, a bad defeat but I thought the performance was a bit better um, yeah I, I think it's far too early to even consider um, getting 
Ridley Geo. I've not even entered my head, but I have heard obviously listening to the programme on yeah, Friday night yeah, yeah. and listening to quite a lot of Rangers fans. It's pretty divided, which I'm, I'm surprised about. Going to come back to that in a second or two. Jamie, what's your scoreline this week for Celtic against Leipzig? Just, just, just before I add to that, yep. I'm imagining it should get a Barry Seed. Eddie, David Blue and White, you get a Barry Seed. It's out of your head if it's blue and white. We'll come back to it in a second. So, what's the scoreline Wednesday? Good man. Thanks very much, Jamie, for calling. He reckons 2-1 for Celtic. Um, it's going to be tough in Germany, but these are the games now. If they're going to come second in the Champions League, they need to take something home and or away against Leipzig. Yeah, and I think 2-1 would be uh, a brilliant result if they could get that. I think probably Celtic just now are maybe looking... And Postacoglio will want six points because he, he always, I think, says that he wants to win. And um, it's all about the performance. But if they could get a point away from home and, and then look to then pick up maximum points in that return game, it would be, you know, it would put them in a really good position within the group. Um, but, you know, if Celtic go all out attacking defensively, they can, can deal with everything that's thrown at them. Of course, they'll create chances. Whether they convert them, you look at the conversion rate now, it's probably not as high as it has been. I think in the Champions League you get less opportunities so they're going to need to be bang on it if they're taking back with the victory like Jamie suggests. We'll hear more from Ange Postacoglu later. This time tomorrow night we'll be ready for Rangers playing against Liverpool. We're going to hear from Graeme Souness in a wee while speaking about the game uh, with Jim White. He's done a piece for us here on Go Radio and we will hear from GVB who's been addressing the media in the last few moments. Barry, can I mention St Mirren to you? They're third top of the yeah. table, 2-1 against uh, Livingston. Stephen Robinson was probably one of the favourites for the early mm-hmm. sack. Early yeah, but not, when we, we get asked our opinions in terms of who's going to win the league or who's going to make Europe or who's going to be in a relegation fight, St Mern were one of the teams that I thought would have been down there struggling. So you've got to give the manager full credit in the group of players. He's made some decent signings. I was really impressed with him against Celtic. I've got to be honest with you. I thought he set up um, the team shape was was bang on. Um, they were really positive. The two boys up top caused real problems. Um, so listen, they're they're flying high third in the league. Um, so Stephen Robinson's doing a, a a brilliant job down there. And, um, they're, they're playing some decent stuff as well. And again, that's a brilliant result because Livingston are a tough team to play against, whether that's at home or away. So I think they went down to ten men. Were they not down to ten men in in Saturday, St Man? Were they? Guys, help me out here. Back I don't know, sorry, you yeah. put me on okay. the spot. What about Stephen Robinson, Leanne? He, he's got his way of playing and the team seemed to know what he's looking for now they're so well organised. No, brilliant. I thought, um, similar to Barry, off the back of their League Cup um, section, I was worried for them. First couple of results in the season, not good. Um, looked as if they, they struggled to have an identity about them. But he's really turned a corner in. The bit that impresses me, they conceded at the weekend, which they would have been disappointed with the goal that they lost. But there's a real defensive structure about them and the number of clean sheets that they've kept as well. Then the performance against Celtic, which was excellent. But to then show the character, you know, to go and get the win on Saturday as well, I thought was brilliant. And, you know, I think the, their chairman or chief exec for yeah. a number of years has kind of tipped them for the top six and probably a comment that a lot of people have laughed at. But... Stephen Robinson really seems to have got the wheels turning 
there and, and ever so impressive at this stage of the season yes it's very early on but they've got a goal threat as I say they're defensively very strong they've got good ball players in the middle of the pitch so far they're ticking a, a, a hell of a number of the boxes required and I'm glad they did get a man sent off I was starting to worry I was seeing things so again yeah. when they get a man sent off Livingston equalise they go right to the last um, couple of minutes and, and get that, that vital winner so yep they're, they're flying high St Mernon as I said I've seen them a couple of times and um, seeing them live against Celtic and we all know how dominant Celtic have been since the start of the season they thoroughly deserved their three points against Celtic it was Ayunga's diving save wasn't it led That's to right. the penalty yep. that yep. Um, Livy then went on to miss some good football over the weekend so Rangers winning at heart Celtic winning at home against Motherwell Kilmarnock we'll speak about them in the second hour 4-1 defeat for Derek that would be tough for him going back home almost to Aberdeen a sore yeah. one for Derek I mean he was up there for 8 years and yeah. I, I thought he'd done a great job up there um, Derek Look, I, I just think with Kilmarnock this season it's about making sure they stay in the Premier League um, and then I think they can start to build on on that Look, i just seen yeah. he signed a new contract extension to 2026 mm-hmm. so the Kilmarnock board are obviously happy Um I'm sure the players are happy because I, I think he's a, a top manager, Derek. So I, I think in time, just give him the time, a bit of back and he'll do a good job at Kilmarnock. You can speak to Barry or Leanne 08, 08 17, 17 700 in the next hour as we count down to Anfield and to Leipzig. 08, 08 17, 17 700 and we're on the socials at Go Football Show. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go Service your existing car with us right now And it's worth £500 off your next car Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes motability and fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. What a week coming up here in Scottish football. Champions League in town. Well, it's uh, on the horizon. Liverpool against Rangers tomorrow night. The following evening, it's going to be RB Leipzig against Celtic. Some news. Rangers manager Giovanni Van Bronckhurst has confirmed that Tom Lawrence, who's been injured for some weeks, he'll be out, Barry, until after... The, the World Cup break yeah d- disappointing I've got to be honest with you um, he really impressed me um, mm. when he came to Rangers I knew Rangers were signing a real good player I'd, obviously the championships on Sky um, they were on Sky quite a lot last year Darby with obviously the situation they were in with getting the points deduction um, he was Wayne Rooney's captain and he was the one player that always stood out when you watched Darby and I thought at 28 years of age Rangers are getting a guy coming into his prime um, he's somebody who can play centrally he can play in the left or the right so that's um, disappointing news um, just hopefully he's going to be back after the, the World Cup breaks but he's certainly one player because there's been a lot made of Rangers signings there's been question marks but he's one that's been a, a positive in my eyes and Friday with the news Leanne about John Suter and he's out for some time as well which is disappointing as well and, and probably the reason why a lot of people maybe weren't convinced with the signing of John Suter based on his injury history and how it had looked, I think he's had three Achilles injuries as well. So um, if it's to do with that, he, he's 
you know, obviously struggling and it's not something that you can take any sort of risk with because then you lose them long term. But uh, it's it's really is a shame to see, especially with the national team doing well. You know, I think he could have been part of that as well. He, he impressed when he came in last year, you know, and he's a brilliant player. I think John Suter, he's just really struggled at any point in his career to get a proper run at it. Tom Lawrence, again, like Barry says, he's the one that had impressed. If you had Tom Lawrence fit and you had Cholak scoring the, the goals that he has middle to front, um, I, I just wonder if there would be as many question marks over the recruitment at Rangers just now if Lawrence was fit and available. Um, but I'm sure Rangers will be desperate to get him back because he looked like a, a well-rounded footballer. Yeah, in terms of John Suter, that, that's disappointing. I mean, I, I was really excited when, when Rangers had made it, um, knowing that they were going to be signing him on a pre-contract. I, I know what Leanne just says, he had his he's had serious Achilles injuries, um, ruptures, which we all know in, in the football terms is, is uh, serious, tough injuries to come back from. But that showed you what type of character he was to come back for that, and it's disappointing that he's going about... Um, until after the World Cup but I, I think in time if he gets himself back fit and, and playing I think John Suter will be a terrific signing for Rangers Rangers fans what are you thinking about tomorrow night 0808 17 17 700 Rangers a 4-0 win at Tynecastle GVB afterwards we win 4-0 away against Hearts you know it's a big win for us you know we started well you know the last block for the World Cup we always know it's going to be a a difficult place to go, but I think we started really well. And uh, you know, always the first goal is very important. You know, in the last meetings here, we always did it. Today as well, it was good. Second goal, you know, also great goal we we made. I think before that already some good transition moments, which I think we should have scored one or two. Uh, and then in the end, you know, we didn't have the right pass or a little bit too much speed. But and of course with the sending off, you know, uh, you're playing with eleven. So yeah, it's more difficult for them to press us and then after that we control the game and manage to score two more goals. So Rangers went top of the table for a couple of hours until just before five, Celtic 2-1 against Motherwell. Ange Postacoglu. Performance wasn't too bad. We, we certainly uh, created enough chances to win the game, make it comfortable and we didn't. And then a couple of self-inflicted sort of you know wounds made the game uh, a little bit tougher than it should have been for us. So yeah, you, you leave with a tight win but probably should have been a bit more comfortable. Yeah, no, I, I don't like sort of just getting over the line. I still like us to play. Well, um, it was important we won, that's for sure, because I think, you know, coming off a defeat, <coughs> you certainly don't want to sort of fall into that sort of rut, but um, it just it's just an afternoon we could have made a lot more comfortable for ourselves. So, tomorrow night, Liverpool against Rangers. Jim White was good enough to speak to Graham Souness for us here on Go Radio tonight, and he spoke to him about tomorrow's game, of course, Liverpool and Rangers legend. Graham, uh, Rangers travel to, to Liverpool. What do they need to do if they come away from Anfield with anything? <laughs> play to their maximum I think um, got off to a good start don't give anything up early on if you can win the toss and get Liverpool kicking into the cop in the first half they don't like that uh, but it'll be difficult for them you know Liverpool are an angry team right now they're not doing well they've not made the start in the Premier League or the Champions League that um, they expected so they're playing against an angry group of players who are getting a fair, fair bit of criticism right now so that it makes them a dangerous animal as a fixture, it's got everything as far as you're concerned, hasn't it? Two great football clubs, you know, world-famous football clubs. Eyes of the world will be, be watching them. For me, Jim, I want it to be a 3-3 draw. Anfield and in a week's time, a 3-3 draw up at Ibrox. It's, it's a difficult one for me. I don't want any, any of those teams to win. Two draws, please. Well, Kevin earlier on said 2-2. Leanne, as soon as the same 3-3. Yeah, it sounds very, very familiar. Listen, it would be a good game if that happens. I think anybody, uh, a football fan, much wants goals. 
but I'm not sure that, that Graham will, will get his wish uh, either way. I think at some point you might have a team that will come out and talk, but it's going to be a fascinating encounter, mm. certainly tomorrow night. I'm really looking forward to it. We tip there about if you win this, the toss, if you can, Barry. Yeah, yeah. make them play into the, the yeah. cop in the first mm. half. Yep, um, so... Just you make sure you send that to Gio, that, right. that recording of the, the interview. <laughs> um, but it's interesting to hear, I mean, he was a legend in the game. Mm. And obviously there are two clubs that are really close to his, his heart. Um, and look, we all know it's going to be difficult for Rangers. Um, and you never know, you never know in football. But he, he's bang on what he says. Rangers need to make sure they start well. They, they can't be having like, the performance they had over in Amsterdam. You can't sit back and stand off. I mean, you're going up a level, I think, from Ajax to Liverpool. You're, you're playing against world-class players. Um, so you can't you can't give them too much respect, as I said at the start of the show. Um, and I think they, they'll go down and they'll, they'll maybe come up with a different formation um, and try and frustrate Liverpool. And you never know as the game goes on. But listen, we all know and we just need to be honest and say it's going to be a, a long, hard night. But you never know in the Champions League. I want to speak to Leanne about something. Will you get your Rangers team for tomorrow night? You've probably got it already. Do you know how you think Rangers are going I, I to line up? I can't guess, you. I, uh, I don't yeah. know. I've tried to guess. Normally, I'm I'm no bad at this, but I've mm-hmm. been wrong the last four games mm-hmm. by a couple of players at least. Um, I, I can't read them. No, I, really I know, because even them. earlier on, you said that we are field we both spoke, spoke really highly of him but I don't know if he'll start tomorrow night mm. because I just think he's maybe one of those players that would change and go a bit more defensive mindset in the middle of the pitch and you know you may be expecting to, to go and just get pace in the counter or really focus and set pieces at Anfield again I don't know how Van Bronckhorst will, will look at this one um, but I wouldn't be surprised like Barry says if there's a, a tweak to the system and the formation yep. just to be a bit more defensively robust to start with and maybe have two sides to, to the game you know start like that and maybe ch- then change it if you feel you can go and get some success going forward I, I just look at the substitutions you made Ryan Jack 45 minutes Stephen Davis 45 minutes that tells me that they two will probably play in their with Lundstrom but then I'm thinking to myself well what if it goes back to a, a back three or a back five whatever way you want mm-hmm. to call it then obviously Lundstrom uh, goes into that back three then Scotty Arfield um, comes in and plays with, with Jack and Davis but if he plays day three in the middle of the park Lundstrom, Jack and Davis Arfield's 100% going to start on the right hand side for me I just wonder even with a back five could you use, or do you think they would use Davies, Sands and Goldson as a three? Possible Possible, yeah. so that's why I'm trying to get away without naming a team. <laughs> Do you think they would? I don't know, what, that, that's yeah. what I'm unsure, just because Davies is kind of left-sided yeah. um, and Sands is generally played on the left side of the two when he has played. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised because I think if you're Rangers, I think you need to go and do something a bit different tomorrow night. You need to be creative, you need to be brave. You're going to need to defend with your backs against the wall at times. Liverpool are a top, top side. Yeah. You know, yes, they've, they've struggled in the start of this season, but the Premier League is, is a top operator as well. So it's not like they're coming up against, um, you know, teams that lack quality week in, week out. Champions League-wise, you know, their previous winners, runners-up, they've got it all. So the squad isn't too different to the players that, that went on and had that level of success. They're just not firing in all cylinders, so they will dominate the ball tomorrow night. I've got no doubt Liverpool will dominate possession, they will dominate chances, but Rangers might just be able to to pull off a result if they shape up um, and deny Liverpool opportunities. And you know the way Liverpool play, they're similar to what Celtic play, out the traps quickly, yeah. 100 mile an hour, everybody high pressing, um, not giving you a, a minute's piece, so that's what we am 
swaying towards it, he might go to that that back three. And, and Leanne makes a, a good point there. It could be Sands, Davies, mm-hmm. and Golson, um, Tavernier, Barisic, and then that means you're you're leaving out one of the midfielders, either Scott Arfield or a Stephen Davis. Because I think or Ryan Jack, because Lundstrom's definitely going yeah. to play. Mm-hmm. That's one hundred percent. And then you you play what he, he done similar to so, against Napoli, mm-hmm. where he went with Kent just off Morelos mm-hmm. up top. Mm-hmm. So but I'm not sure. No, you're not sure. <laughs> it could be Arfield then that misses out, maybe. But then Cholak, yeah. I mean, there's a guy high in confidence. Exactly. Eleven goals. It, Eleven goals. Top. Yeah. Kyogo in nine. I think I think Cholak yeah. will, will lead the line, um, regardless tomorrow night. I don't see that changing. Mm. Here is Klopp speaking about uh, Rangers Celtic and the Scottish game in general. Yeah, Rangers and Celtic um, are obviously the, the standout teams in the league. That, that's no news, um, but they do, and that, that's then probably the best measurement um, you can get is when how, how do they do in Europe? And the Rangers run last year um, in the European League was exceptional. Uh, so the games against Dortmund, for example, it's just really good. Especially the home game, you can see how how atmosphere can can give you really the edge in the game and um, that was really was really impressive and and Celtic is obviously doing really well as well and you're right the, the Scottish team is is, has, is full of talent and so it's um, that's we have obviously uh, with Calvin another Scottish boy here um, who's come only back from, from from injury in the U18s another big talent so it's 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 cool it's a cool place to scout again he knows his stuff he's talking about Calvin Ramsey there it's as cool well place yeah. to scout that's the yeah. first time I've heard <laughs> that there's another headline he's been James been yeah. he knows it's going to be in for a, a tough night because yeah. um, I, I think he knows what way Rangers are going to go about their business Rangers can't go out and go for Liverpool I don't think I think that then you leave yourself wide open um, so I, I think Gio will come up with a, a game plan um, and listen he came up with a game plan I thought it worked perfectly we, we says it at the start of the show I know it's a different level but you're going to Tynecastle and that's the widest I've seen both um, Matondo and Ryan Kent. They hugged the touchline. They didn't move. And they, they went for the, the long diags that created um, Hearts a lot of problems because they defended really narrow. And if you watch Liverpool, the, the two centre-backs and one holding midfield and the rest are just bombing all over the place. Is that the first time really you've seen Matondo uh, showing what he can do and why they've brought him in? Yeah, I think... Uh, I still would probably want to see more yeah. from him. I don't think he, he's yet done enough, but I think he had more influence in the game than I've than I've seen to, to date. Um, I was most impressed with Ryan Kent. I thought that was his best performance in a Rangers jersey for a long time, and I think you could see the relief as well when he when he gets a goal. You know, the the assist is good enough, but the goal certainly is icing on the cake for him. And I think for a player like Ryan Kent, I spoke about him being a confidence player. I think he'll have taken an awful lot. Uh, from that but no Matondo certainly looks as if he, he's improving week on week and you need consistency in games as well and he's, he's maybe not had that you know he's been in and out of the team um, a lot of that maybe down to the pressure that Rangers felt they were under and reverted back to the tried and tested but he's certainly done himself the world a good with his performance at the weekend In terms of Kent his numbers have got to be better I think that was his first goal in 22, 23 mm-hmm. games. And I need more for that because the guy, for me, has got all the qualities. No doubt in my mind about it. I just need to see it on a, a more regular basis. And I always look across the road to Celtic's wide players. The number of goals, number of assists. And I think Ryan Kent can hit the heights, but we just need to see it on a consistent basis. Um, but that's what I want to see for Ryan Kent. Uh, he was, he was um, back to his usual self. I just see uh, Stuart Kettlewell, the former Ross County manager, has been appointed 
to work up at Fir Park. Yeah, is it yeah. the reserves job is so. it he's got? It just came off yeah, the screen. Yeah, I think it I is. It. Yeah, yeah, I heard um, chat around that yeah. the other day. Okay. Brilliant. No, I think yeah. it's really good for him. Maybe a while back, Stuart would have been desperate to get back in at first team level. Um, but he's been out of the game for, for a bit just now. He's been doing quite a bit of the media stuff. Uh, and it's good to see him back in because he's, he's a really nice guy. He's a young coach, manager. And I think he'll do well in that position. And I think once you're in a club, you never know what will happen further down the line. So I think you're better being in a job um, and then from there, other opportunities will come. So I'm excited to see him and, and no doubt I'll bump into him quite a bit at Fir Park. Previewing Rangers tomorrow night. Let's hear from Paul in Crookston, a Rangers fan. Good evening, Paul. Oh, good evening. Thanks for um, letting me on the show tonight. Pleasure. Um, How you doing? Yeah, yeah no, good, good. Um, good. I'm looking forward to, to the game um, tomorrow. Um Obviously, get back to where I think Rangers, you know, as a team belong. Um, obviously, the results haven't been been looking for, but um, I think it's obviously still progress from where we were in the Europa League um, to get to the championship. But my point was um, about the SPFL TV deal. If you if you if you like, mm, talk about that, it's all right. Yeah, for sure. Aye, I'll, I'll, just to get the views of the panel on this, um, I, I actually agree um, quite a lot with what Stuart Robertson saying about this whole deal. Um, obviously, choose, I choose my words carefully. I don't want to uh, accuse um, people who are doing certain things. But um, when you've got an organisation who basically <laughs> tear up uh, an agreement as you go along, um, for instance, to get the TV deal through, you needed 12 teams to agree to it, as far as I'm led to believe. They didn't get that, and therefore they put a resolution in to say, well, we want to change it to 11-1. That, to me... It feels like a bit like we'll change the rules as we go along. You can't, well, you can't help but feel like that. So, you know, do you play a game of football and say, well, after 45 minutes, I can do what? That team's winning. We'll just change it to 1 0 to 8 and to 1 2 0. That's the way it feels like. But the, the rules are made up by the member clubs, aren't they, Paul? That's the thing. It, it's the clubs themselves. Where, where were the other offers for the uh, deal? See, see the yeah. thing that I would like um, the SPFL to see if I get put out for tender. The, the other people like Amazon Prime or, or whatever, I know BT are, are not doing the, the, the football, you, you had said that yep. last week, because yep. um, I, I think we've got a good product up here. Mm. Now, I understand that you've got to take, um, what was it, £150 million, yep. £30 million a year, £5 million up in the previous deal. It's not a huge amount of money, but if that's the only offer on the table, I think you've got to take it. Paul, I would have loved to have seen it if it was put out, if other people was... Um, interested another one is it Dan's or something that I've seen mentioned as yep. well um, so I, I think that was the only deal that was on offer was a Sky deal and I don't think Sky would have waited about for much longer I think they would have put a deadline on it and says listen if this ain't getting signed well we are we are pulling it and then where do you go for then Paul I would, that's my we've gone to my second point I, I absolutely get what Barry's saying and I think I thought it's the best you can get, fair enough. But it feels just a bit of a lack of transparency if they did go out to tender. Because like mm -hmm. you say, you don't just go out and get a plumber or an electrician. You go out and get a few quotes. Yep. But my point is, I feel Rangers had... It was an opportunity. Now, it was a risky opportunity, but I think it would have been well worth taking it. And I don't know what Barry's sure this is. But Rangers are a global... I mean, they're, they're bigger than some of the English teams down there. They've got the, they've got the, the, the fan base to maybe say, well, do you know what? As a... A single club for the league, we're just going to cut ourselves out of this deal and sell our own rights. What do you think of that? 
Barry, any view on that? I mean, it's collective responsibility is what yeah. they have just now. But his point, Paul's is Rangers uh, and Celtic. Yeah, look, we know, how, we know how big Rangers yeah. and Celtic are globally. Yeah. globally. They're absolutely huge. Um, maybe only maybe Man United, I would probably mm-hmm. say, who's as big um, throughout the, the world in terms of doing it yourself. I'm a big believer in you've got to stick with the people who you're with at this moment in time. And that's the... The 42 members um, and then if you start going yourself then that creates all sorts of, of problems in, in terms of them going and, and showing the games I'm sure Rangers would make an absolute fortune I'm sure people would go and pay the 10 or 12 pound to, to watch them um, I've done it during Covid sure. to go and watch Rangers um, playing a, a Saturday at an empty Ibrox um, I went and played for other club TVs yeah. to go and watch them I'm sure that would happen but if Rangers broke away herself, I, th- I think that would cause so many issues and problems. Yeah, I think it's a dangerous road to go down that if you're, if you're looking to sail off your own rights um, and be very independent. I think football is, is better as one. Um, I certainly find that now in the women's game, which has changed. I certainly see it in the men's game. I can understand that if you are the big fish in the pond, like a, a Rangers and Celtic, why you would be frustrated. The way I see it just now is that Sky Sports are never going to offer any more than what the competition that's on the table. I would assume that it's been put out for other networks to look at it or there's been... But there's been no option. That's what I, I think people are looking at. What Has it been put out to tender to, like I said, that Amazon Prime or, or somebody else? We, we don't know. You'd sincerely yeah. hope so. And that's Absolutely. the difficulty. And that, so. Of course you would, because yeah. it's only way Scottish football sure. is going to get better. You know, and I think we do undersell it. We say that all the time. 100%. That's the, the yeah. talking points um, consistently. Paul, we're heading to the break. What's your score tomorrow night? What do you think, Rangers at Anfield? I well, I'll give my score. Just one of these things just tag in there. Look at other sports like darts and that. They they spread out. And they're making big bucks off this guy. We're breaking away from tradition. But that's just my my life. I know. Listen, you're right. Disruptors often work. You're right. But um, anyway, what do you think tomorrow night? I I'm going to go. I mean, Battle to Britain could be one of the key surprises. I'm going to go for 1 0 Rangers. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! We're going to go over the big games at the weekend and also continue to look forward to Wednesday night, RB Leipzig against Celtic and tomorrow. Liverpool against Rangers. We've been hearing from Jurgen Klopp. We heard from GVB earlier. Ange Postacoglu as well. And lots of calls coming in on 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Uh, let's take another call. Laurie is on the line in Glasgow. Good evening, Laurie. Hi. Good evening, panel. Good evening. Uh, How are you? I'm doing fine. If you bear with me a wee second, I'm just going to oh. uh, mute the, the radio. My apologies. Okay, not at all. Uh, Laurie is muting the radio. He's, he's done it. You're through to Barry Ferguson and to Leanne Crichton. Well, the reason for my call tonight is uh, I'm looking forward to European football. It's a, a welcome interlude to domestic fair. Uh, Rangers are playing tomorrow and Celtic, of course, are playing on Wednesday. I'm Indeed. going to be brutally honest and admit this, which might not endear me to a lot of my fellow Celtic fans, but I do think that the draw was kind of the Celtic in terms of the opposition that they're facing than what Rangers have got. Uh, that was... Uh, uh, an almost impossible situation I feel I think at best uh, Rangers best hopes would maybe to finish third and qualify for the Europa League but I would suspect that that chance is gone now uh, given the two uh, heavy defeats that they've suffered thus far my well, main point however was about my own team Celtic 
And here's my point. Mm-hmm. I think they're the most crucial fixture uh, in Celtic's group. And from a Celtic perspective, will be the game in Germany on Wednesday. And I'll tell you why. Uh, Donetsk went there and they trounced Leipzig. Yep. Uh, 4-1 away from home. Mm-hmm. Now, we went to Warsaw and drew with Donetsk. Arguably, we should have won the game, but we didn't. So there's no point in talking about you know, should-haves or, 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 or maybes or would-haves. Yeah. Uh, I think if Celtic can emulate uh, Donetsk's result against Leipzig on Wednesday night, that will definitely put us in the driver's seat to finish second and qualify for the last 16 because whilst there are no gimmies or givens in European football, I would have to think that Celtic are heavy favourites to beat both Leipzig and Donetsk at Paradise. The game against Madrid, of course, uh, that's a foregone conclusion. Uh, uh, that yeah. that will result in a, an emphatic win for Real Madrid. Right, let's put that to from Laurie the legend from Deniston to Barry Ferguson the legend. What do you think? In terms of Celtic going over, well, yeah. Laurie makes a good point in terms of Shakhtar. I watched Celtic dominate Shakhtar. Mm. I, I think they would have been disappointed to come away with just a point I thought they should have won the game um, I thought they dominated apart from the last 15 minutes I'm sure Laurie will agree with me the first half when Shakhtar got that goal Celtic came under a wee bit of pressure but I thought the last 45 uh, sorry the second 45 minutes Celtic totally dominated and should have won by a, a bigger um, a couple of goals sorry than they did they come away with, with a point but in terms of going over to Leipzig I think Celtic will go over there and come back with a point um, Leipzig have got a different uh, change their manager since yep. then um, they've picked up slightly they're still a they're still a team with quality players they're still a dangerous team um, so I think Celtic um, will go over there and be happy coming back for Germany with a point, the point. Um, they just need to make sure defensively They've been, yep. they, they need to be better than they have been certainly in the last couple of domestic games and that comes down to one player who I think makes a big difference in the back four and that's Carter Vickers whether he's going to play on Wednesday who knows but um, I think Celtic have got a real good opportunity to finish second in the group but in terms of Rangers group I agree it was the toughest one mm. and I think it's a long way that off that Rangers could qualify I think it's going to be really difficult even for Europa League unlikely probably yeah yep. which is disappointing yep. but it's the toughest group by a country sure. mile well, it's a group of death Liam what do you think first of all on Celtic yeah I think for Celtic Laurie's spot on I think with the run of games I think I mentioned that a couple of weeks back as well they don't play Real Madrid until that final game you know so they've got a lot of work that they can get done between now and then I think you would go away look to try and get a point and then look to take the six points when you're you're back at Celtic Park um, against both sides that would be an ideal scenario um, definitely the, the toughest group for me which is unfortunate for Rangers you know they've been drawn against top opposition in all the games and, and teams that have passed in, in current experience in the Champions League that are top sides but that's just the luck of the draw you know and at the same time you, you probably don't mind the results you know as a football fan you want to see the, the best, you know, Celtic get Real Madrid top side out with that. They've still got hopes to qualify from the groups, but I think it's going to be really tough for Rangers. Well, I think right. Celtic yeah. will be expecting to beat Leipzig and Shakhtar at home. Yeah. I think they've, they've got to be looking, after seeing Shakhtar, I wasn't overly impressed. They had a couple of dangerous players. Yeah. The boy, Modric, Modric yep. who 
we, we watched for Ukraine who yeah. I think has got potential to, to go right to the top so you keep certain players quiet but I think Celtic have got enough to beat Shakhtar mm-hmm. at home and in terms of Leipzig there's Langmish in mid-table yeah. in the Bundesliga where they're expecting to be in the top four or five at least so I think Celtic will be looking to get certainly six points at home and go on and try and get a point in Wednesday night over in Leipzig but you never go looking for a point that's the worst result to go looking for they'll need mm. to go and try and obviously take the game and put them under pressure because listen Leipzig aren't oh, yeah. as um, dominant mm. as they, they have been previous seasons Laurie what do you feel about your manager Ange Postacoglu who came in last summer and you know what happened uh, how do you feel about the Australian boss? Well I'm going to be honest with you I, initially when he was appointed I had Huge reservations because it seemed to me uh, that his style was gung-ho. The first six or seven games domestically, he never covered himself in glory. They lost three games. Uh, And I was full of trepidation uh, as to how good an appointment that was. Since then, uh, I need to put both hands up and say I've been forced to eat my words. Uh, It's an incredible transformation in the club's fortunes. However, I also remember as a a season ticket holder at Celtic Park, and the people run about me when Brendan Rodgers were, uh, was appointed manager for the next couple of years, mm. singing uh, Brendan Rodgers here for 10 in a row, and never at any time did I feel that he was going to be there for the donation. It's the same as Stephen Gerrard, and I will include Big Ange uh, to this. And that is, as far as I'm concerned, I hate to sound cynical, Scottish football to me is a mere pit stop uh, for th- those guys uh, progressing uh, and uh, taking their, 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 uh, their managerial skills down south. If Ange Passacoglu decided to leave, hopefully not this season, if he decided to leave at the end of this season with a leak in the bag, I would have to say, well, he's got to be looking to strut his stuff on a bigger stage. And if he decided to go down south, then I couldn't blame him. Barry, he's not going to Wolves though, is he? You don't think he can it's... if he wants. <laughs> <laughs> Barry wants him to go soon, Laurie. Uh, yeah, I've got to be honest with you in terms yeah. of I never knew much about him. Obviously, my big mate Craig Moore mm-hmm. did know a lot more, and, and he says, Listen, he, he knows the game inside out. Like, he's been a manager for 20 odd years, you know what I mean? He's coached the Australian national team, he's been in Japan. And, and what's impressed me most about him, look, I like his interviews, he comes across, he's very honest and open, but it's his recruitment side I've been impressed. Mm. I mean, he's brought, yeah, yeah. he's brought players. I know he, he knew the Japanese market inside mm. out, but other players like he found like a, an earth jota from mm. Port, yeah, sure. Portugal. I know they paid six and a half million, but he, if he continues this progression, he'll be away within a year. Leila Bada, 19 year old, coming across, really impressed me. Carter Vickers, again, yeah. had a few loans when he was at Tottenham, never really stood out, out or, or whatever. That there wasn't many clubs wanting to sign him. Again, he's plucked him to come up here and you see what he's achieved at Celtic. So And the builder, um, Matt O'Reilly. Matt, I mean, again, yeah. League One, never knew anything about him, but again, you can see why they let Rogic go. Because mm-hmm. Matt yeah. O'Reilly mm-hmm. um, is very similar. But again, if he keeps up these um, sort of performances, Celtic will struggle to keep a hold. So I have been really impressed with him. Um, so if we're also looking for a new manager, they mm. gladly can come in and, and um, take him away from Celtic. I'll drive him down to um, Wolverhampton. <laughs> Even if it keeps you out beyond 11 at night, will you be, be all right to get there? <laughs> ah, yeah. right. He's been magnificent He's been for outstanding. Football, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, excellent. Yep, yeah, absolutely 
brilliant he's added just a, a, a vibrancy I think to Scottish football uh, he certainly kept the media on their toes he just see, he says it how it is I like that about him his recruitment's been excellent it would be interesting I would need to say if he did go to England and in in another move what his recruitment would look like going there because arguably the players that he's brought in have been excellent for Scottish football would those same type of players be as good if he, if he got a Leicester job or a Wolves job um, who knows or what would his knowledge be of that player pool because it then changes again it's a different market altogether but no I think he, he's been a welcomed addition and I think he, he's hit the ground running See so been honest just now obviously having them up here for the last 15-16 months yeah. I think if somebody like a Wolves or a Leicester or anybody in the Premier League in terms of that kind of club come in I don't think he would go this season No You think he's going to see the yeah, season I don't at think least. he would yeah. he's a type of personality or, yeah. or guy mm. to leave during the season now it may, I mean if you're talking of a, a, a massive club comes in but I can't see him going anytime soon I think it would be at the end of a season that he would decide to move on Laurie here's what he had to say about the injury situation especially uh, in the defensive positions nah, Carl's definitely out uh, he'll be out for a couple of weeks Cam will just wait and see you know it's a day to day proposition so um, we've got another 12 games in this sort of stretch of 40 you know, odd days so I'll only play him if he's ready because there's no point playing him and then him missing out a number of games we'll see how it goes over the weekend see if he trains Monday or Tuesday we'll make a decision Laurie, what do you think? First of all, tomorrow night, what do you think the Rangers score will be? I think Liverpool will win convincingly. And on Wednesday, 5th of October, uh, uh, Celtic and Leipzig. At the risk of sounding yeah. uh, parochial, I do genuinely believe Celtic will win that game. On the 5th of October, of course, in 1922, 100 years ago, uh, your greatest ever manager was born, Jock Steen. Oh, I, I, absolute legend, uh, the man. I just was privileged to have grown up. I'm 67 years of age. I was privileged to have grown up uh, during that era. That was a house in days, a Celtic football club. Uh, can I just say before I sign off, Paul, yeah. on a light-hearted note, Barry's there. Yes. Barry, I know you had a, a very illustrious career, uh, as did Big uh, Craig, whom you referenced there moments ago. My most memorable recollections of yourself and Big Craig, Barry, was the Times and Gary Olas and Burton Shaw retail part? Yeah, I know we uh, are. And, uh, I, I, well, you, you were the you were main host, were you not? Or you had a part? And, and <laughs> no, no, no. It was um, it was my agent at that time owned it. John Viola. Yes. Ah, there we are. Aye, what, so, some I, good times. I, I, yeah. I thought you were a silent partner, uh, Barry. Anyway, <laughs> on a little hard to know. I know Big Craig. Uh, he used to go in there. Yep. Uh, and Charlie Muller, of course, and big Derek White behind the bar. But uh, fond memories of them days, Barry. And uh, I remember walking in the straight line. And very don't, me and my Laurie, don't be telling any stories. Exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, uh, nothing X-rated, Barry. Uh, but I remember walking in the straight line. But invariably, me and my big pal, Frank, would stumble out of there, uh, stagger into a chip shop. Then I'd get the last 240 up the road to take me back to Duke Street. Brilliant. Plenty, of, plenty of good memories, uh, Barry. It's nice to talk to you this evening. Cheers, Laurie. Thanks very much, Laurie. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! go, 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 go. 
Barry Ferguson, Leanne Crichton, Paul Cooney here on the Go Radio Football Show. Loads of calls tonight, looking back at the weekend and looking forward to Champions League. And we'll be on live tomorrow night from the Radisson Red with Steen and then look out for the podcast later on in the evening. And then on Wednesday, we're on earlier. We're on from four till six and then RB Leipzig against Celtic. And John Hartson will be on that one. And there'll be the podcast afterwards as well. Barry, looking forward to tomorrow. This is an absolutely massive game. Mentioning England at the weekend, we have to talk about the big derby in Manchester. Man City, unassailable. 6-3, double hat-trick. Yeah, I mean, what what a team. I mean, Pep was was raging that they conceded the the three goals. But at that stage, they'd made too many substitutions and they took their foot off the gas. But that first half, I mean, I I know they went in 4-0 up, but that could have been anything. Haaland up front. The the guy's just an absolute goal machine. And then the wee guy that I think is just, um, I, I just love yeah. watching him, Phil Ford, and he's just, um, what what a footballer. Um, and they're a delight to watch. Some of the, the football they played, the Bruyne in the middle of the pitch. Um, I mean, as a centre-forward, you would yeah. must love to play with him, but in terms of Man United, they had nothing about them. Mm-hmm. It looked, I mean, they picked up the last four games, yeah. good results against Liverpool and Arsenal. But um, in terms of, Manchester City they're absolutely nowhere near them um, never laid a glove on them and if my Man City never made the substitutions and took their foot off the gas that could that, that could have been anything that result in, um, in Sunday and Leanne Ten Hag said afterwards I spared Ron, Ronaldo's blushes by not putting him on because they were losing so heavily I know just a nonsense isn't it yeah just a nonsense and I even think that. if you're Ronaldo and you hear that what does that mean exactly, or yeah. would it, what would be the point in you being there mm. you know it's just it's incredible it's an incredible situation at Manchester United um, and the, the blow hot and cold like it's unbelievable but Haaland has taken was it eight games to score as many hat-tricks as Michael Owen it took him 48 oh, wow. to score a hat-trick of hat-tricks so <laughs> he, he's He's en route to be one of the, the best footballers that has ever graced British football, certainly. Um, I think he's on route to being up there with a, a Ronaldo and a Messi, the way we'll speak about him. He's got absolutely everything as a footballer. He's instinctive, he's athletic, he, he's all-rounded, he's an aerial threat. He's, it's outrageous watching him. Outrageous is a good word, Barry, isn't it? He's, he's got everything. He's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's a joke. He's a joke. Um, 22 years of age, yeah. 22, um, 51 million pounds. I mean, you see the transfer yeah. fees that are paid these days. Yeah, yeah. 51 million pounds. And Leanne's right, he's 22. He could go on and be anything he wants to be. He can go on and be the best it's ever been. Wow. How many goals this season do you think? 17 so far. If 10 he keeps games? injury free, I mean, he, he'd be, he could be scoring a double or a hat trick every single game he plays in. And he's a team player as well, isn't he? He's great. Yeah, he never really him. gets involved yeah. in the, the build up. Um, but he, he doesn't need because of the players yeah. that Man, Man City have got he's, he's just his movement I was speaking to Leanne before yeah. it just watching him um, his movement's so clever and he's hungry he's got a real desire to score goals at, at that age um, but oh, just a brilliant brilliant player Leanne a huge game tonight at the other end of the table it's Leicester City against Nottingham Forest both managers under pressure especially well probably both of them but Scottish interest of course in Brendan Rodgers yeah he's under an awful lot of pressure it looks to me like he's maybe just lost his way with that job I don't know if it would be better for all parties at a point that they do part ways but it's maybe not on his character to do that and wants to try and see it out 
but no, you, you need to get wins. And I don't think it, you know, going from where Leicester were a, a number of years ago, um, the success that he's had with them since he's come in, they, they just seem to have completely um, gone in the opposite direction. So as you said, a, a huge game tonight. And Mikel Arteta, final point from England. Barry, your former teammate. Yeah, top of the did league. Did so well. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're absolute flying. Uh, made some good signings in the in the summer because um, I'm sure a period of time ago that there was a lot of Arsenal fans weren't having them. This time last year. Yep, so um, fair play to them. And they deserve to be top of the league. Um, so I, I think they'll really challenge Man City this, this year. But I, I still think come the end of the season, um, Man City will be champions. Yeah, it just shows you the significance of a couple of good signings and recruitment, you know, because last year I watched the Arsenal documentary and actually really enjoyed it. Um, he was given an awful lot of time, Mikel Arteta, and I think Arsenal persevered with and really bought into what he was selling them as a manager, the way he worked with the players. I think he managed to keep them on board, but results were, were up and down completely, but they've found a level of consistency now, and the best teams and the teams that win leagues at the end of the season are always the most consistent and they've started that way and, and goals win your games as well which is like, huge for them I watched that as well I enjoyed it I see some of them say he's almost like a David Brent character but I don't know how you feel would you respond well to Mikel Arteta some of, some of his stuff I thought was a bit bizarre you know, what kind of thing but then the players yeah. at times flipped that and used it back on him and, and they laughed about it but you get many different characters in the game now sport's a funny place to be um, everybody's trying to find their niche and their way to motivate people but I think the most important thing is is that players respect you and a management team respects the players and, and if you've got that and you've got a good working relationship which that appeared to me to be the case um, which was huge and I think the fans have eventually been kind of brought round again. Yeah, he, he did some strange things. It was on the training ground when I think they would go to play Liverpool and never walk alone playing and my experience of that, that plays before the game. During the game, they're, they're, they never really sing that. Um, so if I was a player, I would be a wee bit... Um, you just didn't want to hear it. <laughs> well, <laughs> but it was a good watch, I'll be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. And obviously had them all, remember, in the... Uh, the light bulb and yeah, all that, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, crazy singing, but listen, if that yeah. works for him, go and do it, fair, fair play to him. But listen, he's, he's doing a fantastic job. And that was another brilliant result of the weekend mm. against a... A really strong Spurs team. It was. But it was going back that result last season. It cost them, wasn't it? Top four. Absolutely. They, they should have got that, yeah. shouldn't they? Yeah. The last few games. And um, we're going to hear from Giovanni van Bronckhurst from Anfield in a moment or two. Leanne, big week for Scotland women's on Thursday, uh, and also at the weekend. Well done, getting a win for Motherwell. Yep. Thank um, you. Progressed in the the cup, which is good. So looking forward to the draw. I think that's tomorrow at three o'clock actually to see who we get. And mm. Thursday it's a huge game for the national team. Really looking yep. forward to it. Really behind the team. Um, if they can get the result they'll go and play Republic of Ireland next Tuesday at Hamden as well in the playoffs but Austria are, are going to be a tough opposition and they will fancy themselves they were in England's group at the Euros in the summer they gave a really good account of themselves I'm sure they'll know an awful lot about Scotland they'll know the players because they're a, a star-studded lineup. when you look at the, the national team now players like Caroline Weir at Real Madrid Erin Cuthbert's at Chelsea's Man United players in there um, the list is endless so it's going to be a top, top game. I just hope that the fans came out, as I said last week, the Tartan Army are in fire after the men's results and I just hope that that carries momentum and, you know, everybody in, in Scottish women's football gets out and backs the team. Can I, yeah, yep. I'll be, um, I'll probably be going to the game. Excellent. Yeah. Yep. Um, but can I just say, I don't think there's enough media coverage no. about the game. Uh, we uh, talked about Thursday. it on Thursday night on the programme. Yeah, but unless yep. you're on Twitter, yeah. if you're not on social media, 
don't think there's any coverage in the, the papers or, or whatever and you know how well the women's game's yeah. going obviously with England the World Cup some of our teams up here now are full time mm. playing in playing in Europe so yeah I don't think there's there's still not enough media coverage for the women's game up here for me In the championship here Partick Thistle top of the table what a win for them at the weekend Barry uh, the Jags 5 Yeah against five Morton yeah. Went amazing. behind as well They yeah. went 1-0 yeah. down 5-1 yeah. um, But do you know what The difference yeah. for Partick does They've got grass They've got a pitch That's got grass on it Last year I mean you covered mm-hmm. A few of the games oh, You horrendous. do it for BBC mm-hmm. the, the Friday night The games pitch How can you play football They're a good side though They're a good that? side Yeah he's made uh, again He's made I think McCall knows The game inside out does, They'll yeah. be up there challenging Queen's Park second top after a good win for them as well at the weekend there on 16 points then Ayr and Inverness on 14. Back to this week Wednesday night RB Leipzig against Celtic tomorrow night Liverpool against Rangers Giovanni's been speaking about this game in the last hour or so. Well it's going to be very difficult it's a team who performed really well in the Premier League they were in three finals last five years it's, uh, I think, still one of the best teams in, in Europe. So uh, if you look at all our opponents we faced um, the last uh, season in, in, in Europe and also this season, probably this is the strongest side. Yep. What about up front, Cholak or Morelos or both? Well, the decision is not difficult because you always uh, look at the opponent, how you want to play, what kind of game we expect tomorrow. And then we choose the best option. It's always, you know, it's good because both are really, really uh, in, in good uh, condition at the moment. Of course, Antonio scored a lot of goals in, in the league. Uh, Morelos, when he came in also, they're, they're two different kind of strikers. So uh, we will always look at the game, uh, the game ahead. And that's the game tomorrow against Liverpool. Leanne, who would get the nod if you were the Rangers manager? Well, I actually thought earlier on when I said, I, I believe that Cholak, but... Now that Van Bronckhorst has said it and the way that he said it and the type of game that it might be it could be him alluding to the fact that it might be a game for Morelis that gets his team up the pitch that plays with his back to, to play at times and he's physical and perhaps you know wins you things in the final third. Cholak's probably more a penalty box type striker that doesn't do the same type of work. You know, Morelis probably works a back line on his own more Um but it's an interesting one. He's got two good choices. Look, Morelis is, is a brilliant player. He just hasn't got the, the run of form. Hasn't produced, sorry, the run of form that we've seen him previously. And Cholak is a man that's you know scoring goals and doing really well just now. Barry, what would you do up front? Well, that interview tells me it's he's going towards Morelos. I agree with, with, with Leanne. Um, in terms of Cholak, he's not kind of a player that will hold it up and link, link up with the midfield. Morelos is more like that and drop him in deep. Um, so yeah but I could be totally wrong mm-hmm. but away from home but it sounds as though yeah I think he'll yeah. go with Morelos mm-hmm. I do number one goalkeeper it was a topic a few weeks ago of, no, yeah. no discussion well let's hear the manager well I you know I, I don't like to, to talk about number one and number two that's I didn't do uh, with the start of the season when John started you know John started the season and I think the, the performances uh, Alan had in the last couple of games were really good and uh, so he will continue in the goal. Of course, I had to inform both players, which I done last week, but uh, you know, we all have one thing in mind is to be you know, successful for this club and the decisions for me to make and for both players to accept. Yeah, you're surprised there was a question. Uh, no debate in my yeah. mind. Yeah. Um, I, I said I've never criticised 
John McLaughlin into ah, I think he's a yeah, very good sure. goalkeeper but listen you're talking about Alan McGregor he's a top class goalkeeper and he'll be in between the sticks at Anfield I've no doubt I mean what do you think Leanne? No, it's not for me. It's not a topic yeah. now. Exactly. I think I think yeah. there's been clarity. I was um, surprised it came up, but it's here. But he did say there, Alan McGregor. Big challenge is what he's talking about. Of course, I mean we uh, we lost our first games, and uh, it means we don't have any points. So that challenge we face tomorrow against uh, you know really really good side, and uh, you know we want to have results. That's what we have to do. You know we we have to look at ourselves, but I think we're gonna come here to to have a good result. That's our intentions. And uh, that always has to be uh, our intention. When you go back and you think of Rangers against Leeds United, before your time, Leanne, but you'd be a wee girl, 92, the early 90s, and it was Hately and McCoy's, remember? Mm-hmm. Remember so, it. What yeah. a win that was at yeah. Ellen Road. And they were the underdogs. Yeah, remember with a yeah. volley for about 30 yards. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. You'll be hoping for some of that tomorrow then, will you not? Oh, take it all day. <laughs> take it all day. It's going to be like... Gio makes a good point there. For me, the had an off start to the season Liverpool but for me they're still one of the best teams in Europe um, they're just going through a, a tough time in, in terms of trying to get results but if you go and look at their squad look at their team they played on Saturday yep they drew with Brighton but they've, in my eyes in terms of Van Dijk for me still the best centre back Thiago in the middle of the pitch what a football player he is Jordan, Jordan Henderson Liverpool captain um, being England captain uh, Mo Salah one of the best players about. So I could go on and on and on. So yep. Rangers are going to be in for a, a tough night tomorrow. But listen, you never know. Uh, they just need to go down there and make sure they start the game really well. You've got to go with a belief. And that's what the manager was asked about. Well, we, we always have the belief. It starts with belief, you know. And because <laughs> if you don't have any belief when you go on the pitch, you know, you're going to face a, you know impossible challenge. I think that's the character we have to show. Uh, the character we've showed in the past. We, we have to have the same, you know, spirit, belief to, to get something out of the game because that's where it starts. Before you enter, you know, on the pitch and the wizard goes, you have to be ready and uh, mentally as well because, you know, it's a very, you know, hard ground to come to and uh, we have to be prepared tactically for the challenge we face against playing as Liverpool but also with the at- atmosphere we're going uh, gonna to feel tomorrow. Oli, and it's going to be some game. What do you think, finally? it's going to be some game I think it would be really tough for Rangers but I'm excited to see the level of performance that they can produce against a top side I'll certainly tune into the build up and listen to you guys and I look forward to the podcast as well Barry hopefully you can keep your eyes open for it (laughs) well we'll get your prediction tomorrow Barry but but I'll give you it right now I'll take a draw all day long take it yeah, that would be an excellent result for yeah. Rangers. If they can get a draw tomorrow at Anfield, it will be a top, top result. Thanks for all the chat tonight and thanks for the calls and all the emails and everyone on the socials. And well done, Kevin, from Easterhouse. Uh, and he's won £1,300. Yeah, and you could as well at home, 0808 17 17 700, if you want to call in or go to thisisgo.co.uk and register for the score predictor. That's it. Jokal Day is up after the news. Remember, we're on tomorrow night at five. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Service your existing car with us right now and it's worth £500 off your next car. 
Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December.